Uh, so have you seen the anxiety that's rising among Democrats? They're now like, who else could we get? Because these people can't win. It's incredible. Yeah, it's Five absolutely seconds. incredible. We could have told you they sucked a long time ago. Yeah. You should have listened to us. Yeah, and and you've been saying how great they are for the last year. I know. You've been saying how wonderful all of them uh, all of them are. They don't want Elizabeth Warren, and Elizabeth Warren is uh, is being torched uh, by the Ocasio Cortez. We we have some more on that. We we talked about it yesterday. We have a little bit more on that. And my gosh, Stu, the lynching! Ah, oh, the lynching this, that this, is going on. Oh, racist! All we have to get is, into that. All of it is racist lynching. Uh, we we get into that coming up in just a second. Stand by. of entertainment and enlightenment. Hello, America. It's Wednesday. We're glad you're here. There is... Uh, there is... There is this uh, strange uh, phenomena that uh, is going on with the left, the media, the Democrats, and that is they don't seem to remember that they have done this their whole lives. They hear something or they see something, they're like, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing ever. And then they make a big deal out of it, and then we have to remind them, yeah, you guys have been doing that for years. We begin there next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So what goes into making a person responsible, a responsible first-time homeowner? Well, that's having a stable job that makes the kind of money that you're going to need for the next few decades. Is that it? Uh, it's being aware of every potential pitfall and having as many contingency plans uh, as possible. Is that it? What, in essence, gives you the assurance that you're ready to purchase a home, especially for the first time? These are the questions that have to be answered by people whose job it is to make sure that you go into buying a home completely prepared. In 10 minutes over the phone, American Financing can assess your financial situation, listen to what you're trying to do, and then say, yeah, I don't think so, or pre-qualify you for a loan. There are never any upfront fees. You, you don't have any skin in the game if you just give them a call. And having a house mortgage versus a rent payment can save you money in the long run, and it can help you build equity faster than you otherwise would. It could be a win-win for you, especially since mortgage rates are hovering right now at an all-time low. So go to American Financing. Call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or just log online to AmericanFinancing.net. They have you covered for any kind of loan, coast to coast. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, <laughs> Stu's like, it's so cold in this studio. It is a little brisk today. It's like 41 right now. And there are there and there are flurries uh, expected later (laughs) in the show. So if you happen to be watching on Blaze TV, 
You may notice yeah, that. What is it? Is it about 50 outside, 45 outside, something like that? It's cold this morning. It's chilly. Chilly. It's chilly here, in, for at least for Dallas. Yes. Um, but it's always colder inside. That's that's the what? guarantee. It's nice that's, in the summer. That's good. It's nice in the summer. But uh, when it gets down to a little chilly outside, you can no longer go outside and thaw out in three minutes. Yeah. Because it's 115 degrees outside. Yeah. You so actually do that from time to time. You actually will leave the studios. Mm-hmm. This is a four-story room that we're in. Mm-hmm. It's a giant 19,000 square feet, four stories. And it is always about 61 to 65 degrees. If you're lucky. On a good day, it's 61 <laughs> degrees. And yes, you go outside. I want a thermometer in here. Let's get one of those big outdoor thermometers. I want to see because I don't think it's that cold. When you are um, in the heat of summer, the the max temperature yeah. of mm-hmm. summer, mm-hmm. and with all this global warming, we know how warm it gets oh, outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you leave your car outside and it's parked in the sun. The sun beats down on the car. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you open the door and, it, and just that wall of heat hits yeah. you and it's the worst thing and you, yeah. and you want to get your car started. That's why they have auto- automatic car yeah. starters. Yeah. I get in and don't turn the air conditioning on and drive around so it's like 160 degrees and then after 15 <laughs> minutes I finally feel like a human being again. Like I can feel I can actually feel the blood and the ice crystals start moving yeah. in my veins. Yeah, that's too bad. It's too bad. And then you come in here like, "Oh, it's not that cold." It's like, "Glenn, you're wearing 111 layers. That's why it's not cold to you." <laughs> I'm actually not fat. I just wear a lot of layers right. in here. Yeah. Uh, oh, how I wish that were true. It mm. is cold in here today. It is. it is cold in here today. Uh, welcome to the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another place that it's cold is uh, in the DNC right now. They're like, "Ah, ah, this could be McGovern." This could be like a massive, massive loss. Really? You think? Do you think? Well, you'd think if you were confident in a victory, you wouldn't need impeachment. Right? If you thought that the American people would see things the same way you see them, why would you bother with all of this? Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it. You just win. You'd just win. You'd be like, it doesn't matter. He's gonna he's not gonna be around long anyway. They have zero confidence in a win. Which is amazing. Zero. I mean, like, look, for all the things, there are things that we really like that Trump has done. Uh, but it's not as if he's an invincible poll machine. It's not like you're looking at, you know, uh, Reagan 84 here. No. You're not, it's not like you're looking at. You're looking, looking at a guy who is wounded. He's wounded, and he is also a guy who a lot of people didn't like. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like. A lot of people still don't like. And and you haven't found anyone on your side that can beat him? They all, That's uh, incredible. It seems like they do see the vulnerability here. And, you know, we've talked about the, the impeachment thing as a tactic when it comes to, uh, you know, we go back to Clinton and— People say, well, that didn't work. Eventually, Clinton leaves office in a very popular state. Um, but I think what, what, what a lot of people have, have not looked at here is that it's never really been tested this way. It's never really been tested impeachment before an election. No. It's always been in the second term, mm-hmm. at least in modern times for sure, mm-hmm. after the person got reelected, right? Like Nixon, you know, had a landslide election. For 48 or 49 states? Uh, 49? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was, I think it was 49. Um, 49 states. He wins. It's an absolute landslide. And he comes in. And think of that 
moment? Like, is that moment even possible today? In 49 states, and people start looking at this information, and slowly the polls move, and, and they change, and they flip from him being incredibly popular to being incredibly unpopular, and then he re- resigns before impeachment. I think if it wasn't for impeachment, uh, because the polls, strangely, are moving in that direction, if it wasn't for this impeachment process, I think it, he could have done 49 states. Um, meaning 48, maybe 48. Who are you talking states. about? Trump. Trump. I think, I come on, man. I don't see any. I mean, look, you, you never know, you but I don't see any polling Elizabeth, that would support that. You're, you're not, Elizabeth but Warren there's liberal states. I mean, like, you're not going to get there's there's 20 states that are never going to vote for a Republican right now. Like they're never going to vote for a Republican. Elizabeth you're, Warren. You're going to go in and it's, win Rhode Island with Donald Trump. You have, you're going to go you, win. If, you're not going to win those states. If with, you have. OK. All right. Any so Republican. let's say let's say. Let's say 40, 40 states, 35 states, landslide in today's world, landslide. If you had Elizabeth Warren, who is talking about, yeah, we're going to get rid of the free market, and yeah, babies (laughs) can be killed after birth, (laughs) all of these things, the, the the average Democrat would look at that as you're standing in the, in the polling booth, and you'd be like... I just can't. I just can't do it. They there are, and they there know are, this. There's a why. There's a group of people that you're. I think you're right on, and and it's the group of people that changed the election for Donald Trump last time. Yes, it's the people that voted for Barack Obama. No, but still, and now was, have moved. It, it was to Trump in 2016. It was still Hillary Clinton, and people didn't like her because she was corrupt. They still saw her more in the vein of her or of her husband. That, you know, the Clintons, it was fine under the Clintons. Right. I, you know what I mean? They saw her as corrupt, and that's what they didn't like. But they didn't see her as who she, I think, really is, a Solalinskyite that wants, you know, wants to fundamentally change America. These people are, no, they're saying, it. they're like, yeah. yeah, you know, another thing. I think we, red, white, and blue, who's sick of that? Because I'm sick of it. What do you say we have? Uh, black and red is oh, our flag. Oh, red and yellow, anyone? <laughs> I've got I mean, a cool, you ever see a hammer and a sickle <laughs> intertwined? I mean, it's crazy. No, I know, and I think that that, I do think the group is larger than last time with a person like Elizabeth Warren. And it's funny that the, how the Democrats have, quote unquote, learned their lesson from last time. Hey, let's run the exact same candidate, except more socialist. Yeah. More overtly socialist than the last one. So the people in the middle can't bring themselves to vote for the person, even if they don't like the way things are going. I mean, this uh, is I, what is being said in their press. No, it's true. But it's that does not mean you get to 49 states. I mean, like you are not th- that is not a borderline thing we're talking about. I, th- th- we are t- way too partisan uh, at this point for that type of election, um, uh, with the exception of some massive event that we're not factoring in. I mean, you know, we let's get rid of all health insurance. No private health insurance. Yeah, but you look at those things and those things poll. Let's say they're not popular, by the way. We should point out that Medicare for all as a policy is not popular. Um, even among Democrats, it's not all that popular. However, uh, there are still plenty of voters to win 20 states that like Medicare for all. And when you, and you get it to Medicare for all who want it, it winds up being relatively popular. That is not something that I think is a sane policy. certainly not something that we can afford. I don't, I don't know if anyone has an extra 30, 40 trillion laying around. If you do, let me know. 
but it is a uh, it is i think we are part the partisan divide is wide enough and the voting splits in a lot of these states is wide enough that like you know if you had the best democrat in the world some you know un- incredible candidate and you had the worst republican in the world like they're still not winning utah they're still not winning wyoming that's just not going to happen in a presidential election at this time these were, you know, Reagan was the last one really who was able to do this. Nixon before. I mean, I think you're him. right about that because we have proof. Mitt Romney wins in Utah, and he's probably one of the worst Republicans I've ever seen. <laughs> he won with 61% of the vote God, in that election. Yeah, he's, th- this guy is, he's sad. He's sad. I feel uh, sorry for Mitt Romney. What is sad about a guy who was pretty close to being president of the United States feeling the need to hide on Twitter? Yeah. What is I mean, sad about guy, that? It here's sounds a guy, so... Here's a, here's a guy who said, I could be president of the United States, and I'll stand up for what I what I believe. Really, will you? Here's a guy who ran Bain Capital, who has, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars, it has a great family, is loved in his state, won with 61% of the vote, is a respected guy. And he doesn't have the courage to voice his opinion on Twitter? What a coward. What a sad, pathetic life. I I don't understand it. I mean, look, the things he would put on his little account there were generally... It's not like he was like... uh, But he also picked a French name. It's like French, the French (laughs) surrender to our ship. There's no one on the (laughs) ship. It's just, just, you know, get a tugboat, take one of our carriers over to France, they'll surrender to the ship. I mean, it really is pathetic. It's pathetic. Surrender is a great way. He's surrendered, essentially, to Twitter. Oh, my gosh. He's embarrassed and, like... He can't deal with the ramifications of his own opinions. I know. This is a man who wanted to be president I of know. the United States. How sad and pathetic. I, you know, I just, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry that he is so worried that he, that he's just going to be unpopular with somebody that he just can't really say what he believes. I mean, and listen to what he does say. So can you imagine how far out of the mainstream he really is if this is his oh i'm i'm gonna say these things those things are not popular with conservatives is he just i I mean you look at the stuff he liked i mean it was you know certainly anti-trump pro romney uh, content Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like he was you know, I really like this content from Elizabeth Warren. Right. right? I mean, like, he's liking, you know. I don't know, because I don't know who the guy is. He's hiding behind uh, Mr. French Frenchman. Right. So I have no idea. He may be a French spy. I don't know, but it's sad. Imagine being a spy for France. Um, l- let me just give you this one, one quote here. Um, there is speculation. <laughs> I love this. That Hillary Clinton uh, may, may run. Uh, for the 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 be the nominee of the party, those close to Clinton, speaking on the condition of anonymity, uh, because they were not authorized to comment on her behalf, says that she has felt vindicated over the past few weeks after Trump's political difficulties, and that sentiment was reinforced when the State Department announced its probe into emails sent by her private server. Blah blah blah. Ultimately, said one of the insiders, it's unlikely that she would run. 
But put it this way, it ain't zero. And does she think about it all the time? I'm quoting. And does she think about it all the time? Absolutely. End quote. Hang on. We have Pierre on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Mr. Dick. Yes, Pierre. Oh, this is Pierre Delecto. Yes. I, I believe I heard you talking uh-huh. about Hillary Clinton. Uh, yes, we were just talking about Hillary. If she does run for president. What about Vice President Mitt Romney? <laughs> the Mitt Romney would be perfect. This is Mitt Romney, isn't it? This is Pierre Delecto. <laughs> right, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Pierre. Uh, all right, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Simply Safe. Somewhere in the United States, someone is about to commit a burglary. He's going to break into a house and steal as much as he can before running off and trying to get away. If he's smart... He knows that depending on which alarm system, if any, the homeowner has, he has an average about 45 minutes before the police show up. Unless that house has Simply Safe, in which case the smart burglar is apt to try a different house. Because with Simply Safe, the average response time for the police is not 45 minutes, it's seven minutes. That keeps you, your family, your stuff safe. Not only is Simply Safe state of the art, but they're round the clock monitoring, which is the most respected in the business, and they respect your uh, privacy, is only $15 a month. That's not a lot of pay for peace of mind. Simply Safe. Huge deal going on right now. Just go to simplysafe.com. Get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24 7 and video evidence if someone tries to get in. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, a couple of things. Did you see what happened with Bank of America yesterday? Bank of America, uh, if you tried to use your Bank of America card yesterday, in large portions of the country, almost all of the South, Southwest, uh, it was staggering outages. Couldn't use your credit card. Couldn't use your Bank of America card. It was being rejected everywhere. Uh, People at the gas station just trying to put their Bank of America card in. Rejected. Hmm. And uh, nobody knows why. Nobody knows why yet. I think they were hacked. And, and, and you know, a friend of mine was looking into, because they had Bank of America, and they were at a Starbucks, and it was rejected. And he's like, it's a $5 cup of coffee. And I told him, that should have said something to you. It's a $5 <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> anyway. Maybe he's just judging you for <laughs> yeah, bad, it's I- like, bad purchases. This is a bad idea. Hmm. Anyway, so um, it was rejected. And then he tries to call uh, Bank of America, and he's got this automated thing, and it's not working. He finally just drives to the bank, and he's like, hey, something's because he's, he's looking online, and he's like, something is going on, and you guys don't really even know about it. You're not aware, but it's not going to be a good day for you. Um, massive outages. One thing that found on the, um, on the uh, Internet that, I don't know, Maybe somebody should look into this. The CEO of Bank of America just recently, in the last few weeks, said, ah, we're going to save $2 billion because we've made our own cloud. We have our own Bank of America cloud system now. 
And that just seems kind of like an invitation. Oh, do you really, Bank of America? Do you? I mean, I, I don't know what happened, but I, I think people should be looking into it. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And he said, um, he said that, he said, Glenn, you, I don't know if you're turning me into a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Oh, that's exactly what conspiracy theorists say. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. We were sitting in our basement last night. Anyway, uh, so he said, said, I I just want to take my money out of Bank of America. He said, I've been listening to you, and you should put it in a local bank. And I'm like, yes, a local credit union or something like that, or a locally owned bank. I have have money, and I'm not going to say the name of the bank, but I have money in a bank. That is locally owned. All of their loans stay with the bank. They're just not in that system. And I highly recommend that you do that. Get away from these big banks. Did you see the story? I wasn't planning on talking about any of this. I'm sorry. So I'm coming a little unprepared. Did you see the story that came out yesterday? I'll find it and we'll talk about it later. Um, About how the banks are now saying that... Uh, uh, they are ending. What is it called? End cycle. And I was like, "What <laughs> the hell positive. is mm-hmm. what the hell is an end cycle? What does that mean?" And they're talking about how the banks are now entering a new cycle that they've never seen before, that they don't think is going to last because their profits are not covering. All of the things that need to. They've made, again, too many bad mistakes, and they don't think that they have a real future, some of them. It's like, wait, wait. Can we stop talking about impeachment for a minute? And could somebody clarify this for me? Is that, Am I hearing this right? I'll get the story. I'll read it because hmm. I, I don't know what it means. Because <laughs> it was a you know technical kind of article, and I sent it right away to one of the finance guys that does research for me. And I'm like, "What does this mean? What does an end cycle with the banks mean?" So I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like if you good. go to the doctor and they say, "By the way, you're in your end cycle." <laughs> uh, you're going I mean, to- I mean, maybe mm-hmm. if it's a washer or dryer, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Everything else. I'm not cool with an end cycle. No. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> right. All right. We want to talk about uh, Shaquille O'Neal and what he said about the NBA coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. And that's crazy as you really are listening to Glenn Beck. And so am I. In, we have so much in common. <laughs> in the business world, it's often the micromanagers that are the most successful because they tend to, you know, stroke out and die from high blood pressure (laughs) you know managing business well means taking all of the information coming in and going out and being able to make sense of it all and that is really hard when a business has a dashboard a central software that acts as a merger point for all the various departments and systems the job of the micromanager becomes largely automated and much more accurate if you own a business like i do you know the value of a system like this For years, I couldn't get a system like this. They have one now. It's out by Oracle. It's called NetSuite. It is a cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and the control you need to grow. 
So do it now. You can do it from your phone or from your, your desktop. Right now, Nest Suite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. Go to netsuite.com slash Beck. That's netsuite.com slash Beck. If you're looking to see someone in the end cycle of his health, Glenn Beck and the Glenn Beck program <laughs> Wait, at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and get 10 bucks off. to Mr. Mitt Romney uh, and the Pierre Delecto. Hey, <laughs> nice to hear from you. Uh, welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. Thank you. Good to be here. Is it? Although it's a little chilly, I will, well, yeah, I will yes. say. By the way, I'm I went, a little chilly. We discussed this earlier. And Glenn, who, by the way, will tell you all, it's not that cold, while wearing a scarf on television. Right, and a coat. And a coat. It is mm-hmm. currently... 56.9 degrees in the it's studio. Perfect. Now, okay, in the studio, it's 56.9. What is it outside? 57 degrees. <laughs> it is actually colder, colder inside. And that's because wow. there are giant air conditioners blowing mm-hmm. cold air on us for no reason. It's not. There's no reason the air conditioning is on today. Well, the equipment has to be chilly. Uh, we got to keep the, <laughs> right. the equipment. These no. lights heat this room <laughs> yeah. fast. That's true. That is true. Heat this room fast. It gets mm-hmm. hot fast in here. Mm-hmm. And to get it cool from hot takes a lot. Yeah. So we just keep it cool. And so you just keep blasting that air in here. I have two space heaters on right now, and I'm still you're freezing. you're a girl. Oh, oh yeah. and no offense to girls. He identifies as a girl. <laughs> At least in here, I do. I do. I'm growing large breasts as well, which is uh, <laughs> uh, the, the more and more I eat, the bigger they get. I must what have. What cup size feminine, are you now? Uh, Q. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a Q yeah. cup. Yeah. Double Q. All right. Good. I'm a McGriddle yeah. cup. You are. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm about the size of maybe three McGriddles. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, and each works. breast. I'm not lopsided. Not like two. Okay. McGriddles in one, in the other one. Oh yeah, it's, the it's symmetry is there. It's yeah. just disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. how are you, Pat? I'm good. What is on your mind today? I'm good. Well, I I learned another word that can't be said in the English language uh, by Republicans, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, really. I I want to know the words that I can say now. Right. I think that's that's right. probably the way. We not need a to lot. Go. There's, There's not, there a lot. not a lot we can say. Mm-hmm. We know we know the L word is out now. Mm-hmm. The L word. The L word. Uh, yeah. The L word is out. Of course, Trump tweeted about about this lynching. Oh, Oh lynching. Lynching. Yeah, lynching. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so, Ali Velshi, did you guys see his report? No, Uh, but I... He let us know what lynching is. Because I think so many of us are confused. What's lynching? I I don't know. President Trump used that word. I don't understand it. Right. What does he mean? Right. Well, Ali told us yesterday. Okay, here it is. President Trump invoked lynching today when talking about the constitutionally protected impeachment inquiry. He said, quote, all Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. (gasps) Let's be clear. Lynchings were terrorism, plain and simple, slaughter used to testify to terrify African-Americans and prop up Hmm. white people's hold on power. Uh, Democrats. Democrats. Thank you. Hold on power. Democrats. It was Democrats. In fact, Mm -hmm. we have in our museum, in our library, we have little clan cards that show who's to be lynched. 
if you see these people, you bring them, let them know, let us know, and we'll come and get them and lynch them. And most of them were white. And they were the GOP in that area. So it wasn't just white people. It wasn't just black people. It was was both black and white Republicans. So let's just be clear on that. Yes, which, you know, it does lend credence to the fact that only Democrats could talk about lynching because they're the ones who Who did did it. it. (laughs) They understand lynching way better than the rest (laughs) of us. Right. Because they've got hundreds of years of lynching behind (laughs) them. They know what they're talking about. That's a very good point. Yeah, which I love that. So I love the education here. And and you're right. There were, well, there weren't as many whites lynched. But no, there's about half the number of whites, I think. They figure like, about 3,500 blacks and about 1,300 whites. Yeah. According to the Tuskegee Institute, the yeah. super conservative Tuskegee <laughs> Institute. Right. Uh, right. So, and I will tell you that all of those people, almost without exception, were Republicans. Yeah. Right. They were the Republicans. Blacks and the whites. And the whites were Republicans. Yeah, the whites generally were lynched because they were supporting blacks. Yes, right? like they were suppo- supporting black rights. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that the Democrats didn't want. <laughs> but I was fascinated because I had never heard of, of lynching or what it meant before this report. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, well, I remember. This is really okay, a good so report. I remembered, I remembered lynching. Um, because I, I remembered something in the old days, mm-hmm. and most people don't remember. So gather around, kiddos, close to your radio set, as I tell you a little story about lynching. I remember <laughs> I was a younger, young steed, and, and I remember a, a, a president. He was our first black president. No, you might say that was Barack Obama, but we had another black president. Uh, it was Bill Clinton. Now you might say, "I've I've seen old timer. I've I've seen Bill Clinton. He's very white." Yes, he was very white. In fact, he's he's very he is white. Well, except for the time when the Republicans, uh, dare I say it, uh, wanted to impeach him. And then he was dubbed the first black president (laughs) Uh because what he was going through was a lynching. (laughs) Now, I don't know all the old timers, they might... They might, you know, be losing their memories, and well, I might have a little touch of Alzheimer's just when it comes to what the media or the Democrats have said in the past. But we happen to have them on tape saying it. This is why Bill Clinton was dubbed the first black president. You want to talk about mm. co-opting? Oh, you yeah. want to talk about taking someone's culture? They dubbed him the first black president because of the impeachment proceedings. Here's their long record of talking about lynching. How dare the president compare... This is 1998. ...lynching to impeachment. My votes are a protest against an unfair process. The inequities in the impeachment Mm. process have been glaring. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed, it is a political lynching. 
So I will not vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lynching in the people's house. I will vote against these resolutions. Sam, Even I am. if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching. This <laughs> day feels to me like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob. And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the President of the United States. The whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says mm. this man has to go. Wow. It's incredible. Mm. And, and that is amazing. It is a very standard Democratic tactic, right? Yes. Yeah. What you do is when it benefits you, you start acting as if these words don't have multiple re- re- uh, meanings. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it was the don't same. Don't say the word target. Target don't, is no, no, a no. perfect example. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to mm. be killed now? They're listening <laughs> right. to the program, and he just said the word target. Right. It's like, yeah. He we meant all the store. Know. He meant the store. He meant the store. <laughs> We all know how Target is used. We're freaking adults here, right? Yeah. We all mm-hmm. understand when someone says it's a lynching, what it means. Yeah. The word lynch mob does not mean going to hang African Americans in every context. Right. As 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 Clarence Thomas famously said, high tech lynching. We all understand that use of the word. But today, mm-hmm. let's all pretend we've never heard it before and, and go on television, explain to people what lynching actually is. And because- use one of the worst examples in American history of the story of Mary Turner, who was lynched, mm-hmm. which is what CNN's Velshi did yesterday. You know what's crazy? It's, awful. I, it's you know, unbelievably you know what's really crazy irresponsible. Is, is uh, you know, Shakespeare said, all the world is but a stage. Yeah, but we're, it's a really bad play. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, because it's awful. <laughs> because if you were, if it really were a play, you'd be like, I didn't believe a word of that. That That is ridiculous. Yeah. The actors were mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I tell you, I've never heard the word lynching. That is outrageous that he would say that. And you're like, eh, but in the second act, <laughs> you were saying the same thing. <laughs> I was saying the same thing there. Well, it's like the, Witch Hunt is a good example of this. <gasps> no, we, uh, no, right. Don't. Don't hunt witches, please, if you're listening. Do not (laughs) hunt witches. We all know what he means by witch hunt. But you know what? People really died. There was actually people in Salem who died. 19 of them. Yeah. I mean, so you know what? Are you disgracing the memory of those in (laughs) Salem? Let me tell you what a witch hunt actually looks like. Some of them were actually burned at the stake. (laughs) It's like, come on. On. They, but you this notice, is why they have no notice, credibility. But you notice that they don't have a problem with somebody saying, oh, the, the Donald Trump is building Nazi concentration yeah, camps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No. No. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Ali, I'd, I'd like to remind you what a concentration camp really was. <laughs> Let me get out the old black and white footage of what a concentration camp was, but they don't. And and even that, which is, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that many of them said it, it that is like you're you're comparing two things that are like in the same realm, right? Like their point is they're behind a fence. There's people. That's a terrible point, obviously. This is like an ex- a totally different use of the word. 
Like, this is not like, well, one is a concentration camp and one clearly is a different type of detention facility. <laughs> this is like one is hanging people and the other is p- political persecution. But the mm-hmm. word is used and has been used a thousand times in both tenses. They totally understand it. And instead of saying, come on, guys, this one's obviously ridiculous. This is a dumb Twitter. Uh, again, the mob mentality. They talk about it on Twitter all the time. What is that referring to? A lynch mob. Right. Like that is yeah. it's a it is a it is a an absolutely ridiculous thing. And instead of the media trying to gain credibility and saying, hey, you know what? Donald Trump is we all know what he meant. This is silly. Look at look at there's new uh, there's a new uh, testimony out. And that we should that's something we think is important. You might get credibility <sighs> okay. if you did you hear all, all right. the violent okay. rhetoric. Stop. I've got to stop. I've got to stop wow. right now. I've got to stop him right now. Yeah. And I have to say to. <laughs> I have to say to all of those that heard the dog whistles, which are only dogs, but if we happen to have dog listeners, we have any crazy dog listeners, please don't bite anybody today. Please don't lynch anybody. Don't hunt for witches. <laughs> don't even hunt for quail. Don't do it, please. Mm-hmm. You never know how many crazy dogs might be out there that are hearing your dog whistle. <laughs> My gosh, Stu. Thank you, Pat. You can find Pat and Pat Gray Unleashed uh, wherever you find podcasts, or you can listen to him live as he uh, does the show right before this one on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, relief factor. When you're in so much pain that you can't do just the necessary things around the house, I say that's a good thing. I say even if the pain isn't there, you're like, honey, I just can't do the necessary thing. And then when you try to go to bed... And you can't sleep because of the pain. That's when it really matters. You know what I mean? Getting out, evacuating the house, I'm all for. Not being able to sleep, that's that's the situation that Dawn found herself in. She'd been a hairstylist for 25 years, and she developed uh, you know, constant pain in her hands, her feet, her back. She was desperate for something to take the pain away. Then she heard about Relief Factor. And within a few weeks, all of it, all of her pain, every bit of it, she says, was gone. She says the longer she takes Relief Factor, the better she feels. It worked for her. It could work for you. 70% of the people who try it, it works for. Same with me. It did work. It does work every day. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain. And it works for 70% of the people who try it. And it only costs nineteen ninety five to start the three-week quick start. Just just try it. It's drug-free. It's a natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Boy, we have an exceptional program lined up for you. Uh, Coming up in just a minute, Nick DiPaolo is going to weigh in on things. John Ziegler is joining us in just a little while. John Ziegler is this really interesting guy. He's always batting for the unpopular team. Wherever it is, if you are the Red Sox, he's never on the Red Sox uh, team in Boston 
Only in only, the Bronx. Only in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he is always on the wrong side, and he's bringing these interesting things. And usually, I think he tends to be accurate on it. So he wrote the other day, and he's like, Glenn, tomorrow, spending all day with Matt Lauer. And I'm like, John, for the love of You really of need another one of these stories. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? And he's like, I've been looking into it. I think, I think that there's something going on here. Oh, t- well, the interesting, you know, because Ronan Farrow gets this unending praise, praise and no one questions his work because he's the best journalistic guy ever. He's more journalistic uh, and more journalisty than any journalist in journalistic history. Yes. And, you know, people kind of forget how horrible he was during the Kavanaugh hearings where he was just taking like the ninth string accusers that like Michael Avenatti rejected and we're like no this person's credible and I'm like wait a minute I'm kind of starting is Harvey Weinstein totally innocent like I'm starting yeah. to wonder well that's what reporting on this this is what John Ziegler I think is going to present today and so he's going to tell us about his day with Matt Lauer and the reason why that's a big deal is you know Lauer said basically nothing other yes. than just general denials through PR, yeah, this is the, this will be the first time we actually hear his side of it. So that's coming up, and he John has not talked about it with anybody else, uh, and he'll talk to us about it here in uh, just about half an hour or so. Then Stephen Crowder is coming up. I don't yeah. know if you saw what Stephen Crowder released yesterday. It's trending on Twitter all day. Yeah, uh, but Stephen on the Blaze yesterday was uh, talking about how he got a VPN. And he was watching how Tulsi Gabbard, uh, how those stories were trending, but they were trending overseas, not here in America. And he said YouTube was suppressing Tulsi Gabbard here in, in America. Why would she be trending overseas, but not here in America? Hmm. And then after about six hours, after the the buzz kind of dropped down, all of a sudden she started to trend again, but not as high, not as powerful. He tells the whole story again of bias and corruption at YouTube. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, guys. All right. I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Relief Factor. Uh, relief Factor. Can you do this, actually? Because my headphones just stopped working, and I've got an interview, and I won't be able to do anything. That seems like a problem. That seems like a problem. Well, Relief Factor is curing problems. Uh, you know, one of yours being constant pain. Uh, and it was an issue that it happened really was around inflammation. And Glenn uh, started taking Relief Factor quite a while ago now, a couple of years and because uh, it was 100% drug-free and, and, and it was one of these things that seemed too natural for Glenn. He likes to put only chemicals inside of his body. Uh, he didn't take it at first until his wife talked him into it. Um, we've seen results from people all here uh, around the studios, including Glenn and Sarah Gonzalez and many others, who have uh, had real results from Re- Relief Factor. The cool thing about it, though, is it's not like you have to make some massive commitment to see if this works for you. They have a three-week quick start. It's only nineteen ninety-five. 
a bu- uh, what is a like a, a buck a day basically uh, for a trial pack. Seventy percent of people who order the three week quick start go on to order more. It's working for them. See if it works for you. They've got four ingredients that uh, help your body fight inflammation. Join Glenn and Sarah and everybody else around here with Relief Factor. They've got a three week quick start, only nineteen ninety five. It's a drug free and natural way to ease your pain. Uh, and uh, why not give it a shot? Relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com. We come up here in just a minute. Nick DiPaolo is uh, going to join us and give him uh, give us his perspective on the news of the day uh, in just a moment. my gosh i cannot believe that republicans would say that the impeachment is a a lynching a political lynching i mean that is so outrageous only the democrats can say that after they make bill clinton the first black president and that's not cultural appropriation either they're consistent in everything I can't wait to unleash Nick DiPaolo on this and more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. So, you know, Adam Schiff doesn't know if the whistleblower is even important anymore or testify. I'm not even sure if, I mean, are we headed toward impeachment, Stu? Do you have any clue? I mean, it's crazy. They're going back and forth and back and forth. And now... Last night they seem they 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 seem they they know they know now it was quid pro quo except there wasn't any quo but there was quid there was lots of quid anyway um, a lot of this stuff is happening because of big media uh, and uh, the DNC some of it may be true some of it may not be I don't know but I do know there's a lot of people with massive agendas. And they have massive amounts of money. And some of those people are on the boards of things like uh, Verizon or AT&T. Isn't that interesting? That's why some of these cell services are giving millions of dollars to make sure you could kill your baby, you know, after birth. Uh, they, give, they give millions of dollars to Planned Parenthood and, and to La Raza. Every time you make a phone call... If you are giving it to one of these big cell companies, you are actually spending money and sending money directly to these organizations. Don't do it. You have a choice, and it's Patriot Mobile. You will save money. You'll get the same great cell service because they're on the same cell towers. You'll save money. They make it super easy, and you're not selling yourself out. What do you say? You put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your heart is. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Free activation on up to two lines if you use the offer code Beck when you go there. Text plans uh, starting as low as $25 a month. Call them 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. (laughs) 
So I don't know if this is actually Nick DiPaolo uh, from NickDip.com uh, or if it is his his uh, his French, uh, you know, uh, pseudo uh, pseudonym <laughs> here, uh, uh, like Mitt Romney. I don't know. Do you have one of those or because he was Mitt Romney is so brave. He's willing to hide behind a fr- a French alias on Twitter. You know, he's the biggest disappointment. I actually believed in that stiff. I did a too. Few years ago. I did too. I, you know, I saw a documentary. I go, he's a good family man. Yep. He's very bright. He destroyed Obama in those debates. And, the first and, you one. Know, even the second one, I, I, I think he won. But, but anyways, uh, but now he's just, uh, it turns out he's just another backstabbing, two-faced uh, GOP relic. It's, he really, it, he really disappointed me. That's why I'm voting for a Liz Warren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think the odds are that Hillary Clinton is? Did you see the quote? I gave it earlier. There was a quote from somebody on her staff that said, "Look, I'm, I don't think this is going to happen. Is it possible? Yes. It, does she think about it all the time? Absolutely. That's a quote." Does she think about it all the time? Is that news? No, it's not. This power-hungry, she's the most disgusting person on the planet. She's a sellout. She was part of the lib revolution and and became a corporate shill. She slept with a guy who was very important, and that's how she got to the top. There's nothing authentic about her. She disgusts me. Of course she's thinking about it. And uh, she's out there touting her book. With her daughter. They had 11 people, I think, at the uh, Barnes & Noble in San Antonio. Uh, I have so, but, I have so uh, much to say about, uh, you know, who would buy her book. I thought I, I was reading yesterday. I bought it. Did you? Yes, I did. I, I took a shotgun in my backyard and hung it up on my shed. Yeah, right through the eyes. Right. Oh, I'm I, uh, I, I tell you, I, I, I thought, who is paying her for another book? And then I realized, oh, crap. It's Simon and Schuster, the people who I'm publishing my last book with. So I'll, Ooh, I'll save my there, Glenn. I'll easy. save my commentary and uh, for, uh, for a while. What's it like to write a book? I can't even push out a pamphlet. It's a nightmare. Years. It's a nightmare. I, I'm in that's the middle. What I heard. I'm in the middle of the final thing, and I just said to somebody, you know, I know authors, and they all say I can't talk to anybody for like six months. <laughs> I've got to do all my jobs. And write the book. I have been sequestered for the last uh, few days, except for this, trying to get uh, trying to get the final part on the book. But it's it's really good. This one is uh, about socialism and and, uh, and you, Elizabeth Warren and AOC and did, all that. You know a lot about that. Didn't you spend your honeymoon in Cuba? Was that you? <laughs> no, that was a strangely. Oh, that was uh, another... strangely not. So uh, uh, let's go through some of the uh, news of the day. Uh, first of all, the lynching thing. Oh, jeez. Please. I, and I was watching your friend Hillary there. She does a story. She does a story on, uh, you know, Biden and all these Democrats back in the day using the lynching term. And then her next story is about Alzheimer's. They have a new test for it. I say they give it to the Democrat Party and Biden. <laughs> and uh, and may I say the media. Did you see? Do we have the thing we played a little while ago? The Ali Velcher thing from CNN. Please play this for so Nick can see that this is crazy. The. They all have amnesia or Alzheimer's, and they, Alzheimer's. they can't remember that the reason why they made Bill Clinton the first black president was because they said his uh, impeachment was a lynching, a modern-day lynching. 
here's here is MSNBC yesterday trying to teach people what lynchings really are. Listen to this. God help us. President Trump invoked lynching today when talking about the constitutionally protected impeachment inquiry. He said, <laughs> quote, all Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. Let's be clear. Lynchings no. were terrorism, plain and simple, <laughs> slaughter used to testify Stop. to terrify African. I can't, I can't take it, Nick. I can't take it. Thank you for educating me, MSNBC. <laughs> I had no idea that lynching was terrorism. It, 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 I, I'm sick of calling. Here's the problem, Glenn. We always call out the double standards. I know. I can't take do, it anymore. But we do nothing about it. I know. The, the double and triple standards, but we do nothing so about it. So what are we going to do? What do you it, do? It, what do you suggest? Oh, okay, let's change it. Not, it's a raping. Does that make you feel better? It's not a lynching. It's a rape. I mean, <laughs> this whole thing where you can't use terms, you know, from back in the day, because I, I'm afraid to buy Cool Whip because you can't use slavery terms. And, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, we are, we are getting nuts yeah, but, here. Okay, so I agree with you. I come yes. in every day. Every day I come in and I'm like, I don't want to talk about the double standard because it's just. But then you just look at the news and you're like, how? How do these people sleep at night? They don't. They well, they sleep with each other from CNN. I just saw some of the Project Veritas. See that guy? What's his name? Brusque? No, Steve Brusque? Oh, my uh, God. He looks like he's in his late hundreds. Ugliest guy I've ever seen. He's making moves on 20-year-olds. What am I doing comedy for? A guy like that can... <laughs> um, but... <laughs> What was what were we talking about? I'm we sorry. were talking I about I'm talk. I'm tired of talking about the hypocrisy and the double standards. Yeah, but you, well, but it's it's like it's so bad and so crazy. Yeah, we we have to uh, you know we have to get tougher. They can. Why are we always chasing them, Glenn? Why are we always chasing them? Seriously, I want this answered by you're a smart guy. You're a zillionaire. How? <laughs> why are we always chasing them? Do they have better lawyers, the Democrats? Are they smarter? Why are we? I know they control the media, all the institutions, the colleges. Why are we always chasing them? Uh, I, Where, I will tell you this. Help this me, is please. Why, this is why I, I am I'm following on the chalkboard. Next week, I'm going to do another special because... Uh, we have we have listened to them and we're going to present their argument. But I'm also going to show you what the media has done since our last chalkboard. And I've been saying this since the day we had it. Stop playing defense. Play offense. You got them. You have them on this. And what are we doing? We're we're talking about quid pro quo. There was no quo. Lots of quid, no quo. What are you doing? Stop defending and go on the offense. Isn't that, isn't that because they control the message still? No, I mean, I the mainstream media, the internet, isn't, isn't that why? Until we wrestle that from them, and that's going to take 40, 50 years to turn this ship around. I won't be around for it. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's not turning around. That ship's yeah. not turning around. So, so how, how do we get into question, a lifeboat? I just want to throw that in real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I hear the the guys playing in the band. Yeah, the deck is getting soaked. Yeah, every, why what? is everybody in a tuxedo smoking cigars and saying "Let's die like gentlemen"? No, get in the get your ass in the boat. Oh, I'd I'd be throwing women overboard. I'd be punching kids in the face. <laughs> get out of the way. Go on the offensive. Uh, but what do you what do you, how do we answer this for me? I asked the guy that runs a media research center when I was filling in for Dennis Miller. How did the liberals get control of media in the first place? 
I, I know there's a there's a theory out there when when after World War Two. Uh, no. no, I'm not going to bring that. What, no, it was explain. It was, it was, what, it was the progressive. Era. It was the progressive era. It was Woodrow Wilson, uh, that Colonel House. Rat. I know Colonel House, uh, Edward Bernays, and the guy who ran CBS. Uh, and they, uh, and they like I know this. Yeah, I know this sounds like a conspiracy because when you say these words, everybody's like, "Oh, it's a conspiracy." No, it's out in the open. Um, but they they put together the uh, what what is that organization called, Stu? That they put together. Remember uh, NAACP? No, no, it's for the news. <laughs> All of the the eggheads get together. Uh, Bloomberg. No, no, a White House correspondence dinner. <laughs> Shoot, it's the conspiracy place that everybody's like, oh yeah, because you're All in the, the info was. No, another one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gilligan's put, Island. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. I know somebody's in their car right now going, dummy, it's this Council of Foreign Relations. Oh, so they, I read about them. They, they put that together. Uh, yeah. And what it was is we're going to we'll handpick the experts yes. and they will meet with the press and the experts will teach the press what the people are too stupid to understand, and the press will then go sell that to the people. And do you know who? I'm going to show you a little savvy. I'm not just a comic. Do you know who headed up the Council on Foreign Relations? No. Mika Brzezinski's old man. Uh, yeah, I think he, he did. Yeah, he did. That scumbag, and that's why she's an idiot. <laughs> Who's with me? Nick to follow from me. From NickDip.com. If you have not seen his uh, special, uh, there's no rating for it. Uh, it's It just goes right down to the lowest, most foul. But it's funny as hell. Uh, you can find it at NickDip.com. NickDip.com. All right. Um, having your identity stolen seems like uh, winning the lottery in reverse. Uh, hopefully it hasn't happened to you. Uh, identity theft is becoming more and more common. We automate our lives. We're farming everything out. Did you buy that book online? Uh, how about the takeout you ordered last night? You pay your bills online. Are you even seeing what's really happening? And all of that information is floating around cyberspace much of the time. You're not going to escape. Uh, even if you have LifeLock, you still, they might miss something. But, boy, I'll tell you, they, they catch the stuff that you would miss every time. Nobody can prevent all cyber attacks or, you know, uh, uh, identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses. But they are the best in the business, and you need somebody on your, time, on your side. Act now. Get 10% off the first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or visit lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 10% now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So let me, let me, Nick. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. Couple, couple of stories here. Yeah. One, uh, the Daily Caller. We asked every GOP senator about impeachment, and only seven ruled it out. And they're making it into a big deal that only seven ruled it out. Would you, if you were senator, would you rule it out, or you'd say, "I'd like to see the evidence. I want to see the case," or would you just uh, rule it out? I fight like the Democrats. I fight 30. I'd go, I, I rule it out. I wouldn't even think twice. But this is all kabuki theater anyways, Glenn. Yeah. Let me ask you this, okay? 
uh, as from my understanding of impeachment, if it passes in the House, then the Senate, if there's an impeachment trial, becomes the jury. Yes. This, this is how it works. Right. You really think the Republicans uh, are going to convict Trump and cut their own political throats and, and then no longer exist as a party? This is all but this is all symbolic on Nancy Pelosi's part and shift to cancers and blights on this country. It's all kabuki theater. He's not going to get impeached just for that reason. I actually, I Senate controls the, uh, the Republicans control the Senate. So what are we talking about here? We're wasting our time. If it goes to the Senate in a way, I actually would like to see it go through because they can call witnesses the other side. And, and if they're smart, they turn this whole thing around. Because the Senate will, the, the, Trump could make his case uh, that is, uh, that I think is very, very clear that the media is just not covering. Bill O'Reilly thinks I'm wrong on that because he said nobody is going to, nobody's going to watch it. But I think people would. I mean, everybody watched the OJ trial. Everybody watched the impeachment of Bill Clinton. I think they're going to watch this. Yeah, they also watched American Idol in record numbers. So don't be too right. sure. I yeah, mean, yeah. if this if there's something on A and E that night, but you're right uh, uh, you know, about the Kardashians, it'll be uh, neck and neck. And that's why we're in this soup. Let me uh, let me get your thoughts on this. A new bill brought by a Massachusetts state legislature uh, would make it a crime to maliciously call somebody, excuse the expression, a bitch within the Commonwealth. <laughs> That's the reason I moved out of Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I use that term a lot. I'm it's, married. It's, no, they, it, we, you get that. You get the three kids in Connecticut who are yelling racial slurs. Did you see that? They got arrested. Yeah. yeah yelling and, racial well, slurs. Well, they well, got arrested. They were, yell, so they were yelling the N-word uh, in public yeah. in, at, at, around a college campus. And it was fascinating. The Washington Post wrote a whole story about it. And at no point did they bring up the First Amendment question here can you get arrested for saying a word? Did you notice that Ali Vecchi, what, what, what he said on that MSNBC thing? The first thing he said was the constitutionally protected yeah, right. impeachment. It's the only time those guys ever talk about Constitution. Oh, yeah. Only time. Only time. They, well, the other time they talk about it, they say it's a living and breathing document. Yeah. And I wish they, I wish they, they felt that way about nine-month-old fetuses. <laughs> that is a great joke, ladies and gentlemen. That is a great line. Even Mark so what Levin. Is a, what is a, what's the life of a comedian really like? My son wants to be a comedian, and uh, he's well, not. Funny. I suggest you find a methanol clinic real soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends at what level you're at. It's it, it's uh, it's fun when you're in your twenties. You're on the road. Getting STDs in every city, and you can laugh about it. Uh, you know, that part's fun. Then you hit your 30s, and you're, like, checking into the Holiday Express in, in Cleveland again for the eighth time. And you're like, do I really want to see the bowling, the bowling Hall of Fame again or the Spam Factory? And then you're like, this isn't that fun. And then, then you start calling escort services. You know, I, I called right. one. Call, it was called Visiting Angels. I thought it was an escort service. It turns out it's for all people health care. <laughs> <laughs> a nurse showed up with a bedpan. We worked it into the fun, but uh, I, I, it's, it's, let me tell you something. You better be good at it because uh, it can get pretty lonely out there. It, it, it's when you're on stage, Glenn, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, when you come off stage, like Billy Crystal said, Mr. Saturday night, all the guys want to be your friends. All the girls over 400 pounds want to sleep with you. Um, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's great. I haven't had a boss. I haven't had a boss since 1988. 
And, and, you know, I used to be able to get up at noontime on a Monday. I was saying that till I met my manager and we started doing this streaming show. Now, now I keep the hours of a fisherman. My alarm goes <laughs> off at 5 a.m. Look at me. I've aged 300 years and left. So, I but know, tell I'm your son to do it. I'm actually 20. <laughs> <laughs> tell your son to, I mean, if you, you got to get it out of your system. You, you got to do it. And if he goes up and even two people laugh, it, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's a drug. I mean, it, there, it, there's, there can't be anything better than making people laugh and feel good and laugh hard. That just, I mean, I can't imagine how that's how that could not be addicting. Well, the reason I did it, somebody told me when I was young, if you can make a woman laugh, you can make her do anything. So that's, that's why a, I get into it. And then right. I turned, I grew up, and I, I a loaded handgun has the same effect. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, and uh, in today's world, that kind of they're both kind of the same. Um, they, yes, they are. Yeah. So, That's Nick, uh, how's the special going? We are at about 920,000 views. We only released this in May. So I say we hit a million views by probably Thanksgiving. Uh, breath of fresh air. Uh, I'm the pioneer on this stuff, folks. I, I hate to keep blowing my own horn here, but I was pushing these uh, anti-PC things and doing this type of comedy uh late 90s yeah. uh so i i've taken a beating i've been i've been assaulted uh, by a woman after a show i i've been on the phone with the fbi uh twice this year uh, about threats and uh, i've put in my dues anybody that comes out to my show it's not because they saw me on tv or because i'm famous it's because of my comedy and uh i'm, I'm doing it the hard way but uh the special is really it really is Nick DiPaolo essence. I, I I let it fly. And even Billy Burr said to me, you know, he's politically he's a little opposite of me, but he said this special is good for comedy. So I think, uh, I think you is. know, people are looking for, for something like this. Breath of Fresh Air. It's on YouTube. And go to nickdip.com if you want. All right. Nickdip.com. Nick, good talking to you, brother. You're the best. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. You bet. Right. Bye-bye. John Ziegler uh, talking uh, to Matt Lauer yesterday. We will hear what that conversation was like. First time hearing Matt Lauer's side. Next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We've been telling, talking over the last couple of days. Um, there's a lot of odd coincidences going on around the globe. Lots of unrest in general. Uh, and in particular, the kind, the kind of pattern that we have seen... I hate to say it, but uh, shortly uh, before the First World War and shortly before the Second World War, God forbid something like that's going to happen, but uh, I, I wouldn't count anything out, quite honestly. I mean, what, do you, what is it you believe in? What is it you think is, like, stable? Oh, I can run there if it goes great. There's, where? Um, you need to be prepared for any eventuality. Even, you know, we had a tornado here in Dallas uh, at the beginning of the week right now if you go to preparewithglenn.com you can find a two-week emergency food kit and you'll save 70 dollars. just go to preparewithglenn.com my patriot uh, supply their food kits last up to 25 years breakfast lunch and dinner 2500 calories uh you know a day it's perfect to be prepared go to preparewithglenn.com that's preparewithglenn.com Go to blazetv.com. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off. We've got a big special coming up next week on what's going on in Ukraine.
Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, we have John Ziegler on the program today. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this program, you may have heard him in the past, and uh, he generally uh, seems to make a lot of sense. He generally, uh, well, he's not popular, and he's not popular because he's always on the other side of things, always, uh, and many times he's right. Now, he just spent the day yesterday with Matt Lauer. And, uh, and I thought, we, you know, we should have, we should have John uh, on, the, uh, on the radio program because we haven't heard Matt Lauer's side of the story. But I am, I'm concerned that John Siegler, because there isn't anybody that's, you know, rushing and saying, hey, John, I was part of the Armenian genocide. Uh, please defend me. <laughs> I think he, you know, he may, uh, he may end up being the most hated man in America. Welcome to the program, John Ziegler. Well, I've had a lot of interesting intros on this program, but that one takes the cake. Wow. Well, I mean, you know. You don't, you did. And like I said, you're generally right. I think the things that you've said, I'm just afraid of where you're going to, where you're going to take this one. Well, uh, look, uh, here's the, the bottom line of this. Um, you know, Matt Lauer, as you uh, guys obviously know, was one of the biggest uh, media stars in the world in November of 2017, got fired in the midst of the post-Harvey Weinstein Me Too situation, and has never done an interview mm. of, of any kind since then. And now with Ronan Farrow's new book, uh, uh, alleging that he raped uh, an NBC former NBC producer named Brooke Nevels in uh, in the at the Sochi Olympics in 2014, uh, something that she never claimed before until uh, by any evidence until she spoke to Ronan Farrow, which I don't think is coincidental. Um, I'm you know Matt Lauer, who I have known in the past because I've done three major interviews with him uh, on other issues. Um, I, uh, he called me, uh, about, uh, a week and a half ago and, and, and said, can we talk? And I said, sure. And, um, you know, we've, we've probably spoke about three hours on the phone, partially about the, the facts of the, the case, uh, partially about negotiating a potential meeting, uh, get together off the record interview, uh, and so eventually, uh, we we did that. And yesterday, I took a, this is so crazy. Only John Ziegler would be dumb enough to do this. <laughs> I, I I took a red eye flight from Los Angeles to New York, drove out to the Hamptons, spent the entire day with Matt Lauer, and flew back. Also, I didn't have to pay for a damn hotel room. Um, <laughs> so 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 um, so I'm a little a little tired right now because yeah. uh, I'm back in I'm back in L.A. Oh, good. But, uh, but the, Sleep deprivation uh, is like truth serum. So, right, so right. tell us what you're thinking, John. Well, well, I can assure you that if anybody, uh, if if there was some way to have uh, aired live video of the five and a half hours I spent grilling Matt Lauer uh, yesterday uh, in the Hamptons, and then that was somehow accessible to the public, that w- it would have been a Super Bowl rating. Oh, I'm sure it would have. Um, this was. I have done a lot of very high-profile 
uh, interviews in my career. Um, and this was the most extraordinary of its kind that I've, that I've ever done. Um, this is uh, on, a, on multiple levels, on a human level. I'm talking about just on a human level. I mean, this is a man who uh, admits to making enormous mistakes, uh, and, and I <laughs> grill him over those. Uh, and, and by the way, all this is in a column uh, entitled, After Meeting with Matt Lauer, He Has a Compelling Story, but does he have a fair place to tell it, which has just gone out on Mediate. Okay. I, I thought it was going to go out a little earlier than it did, but you know how these things work in this business. So that apparently is now out. Um, and I urge people to read it. We took a photo together to prove that we had met. That was one of the conditions of the of the meeting. And uh, I, I'll just say it because, um, you know, you, this is the way I am. I, I am convinced that the idea that he raped this woman uh, is absurd. I mean, I, I it is. It, and and I think that there are there are people who are very, very, very close to this story and to her who know that the allegation is absurd and they have not been willing to come forward publicly. Uh, they've done so privately. Uh, I would urge them to come forward publicly and tell the real truth of what happened here. But uh, I, I also think, and I said there's multiple levels to this. There's the human level, there's the, the allegation, you know, what actually happened. And then there's also the Ronan Farrow issue. And I got to tell you, Glenn, uh, you know, I bought into the whole Ronan Farrow thing mm -hmm. back during Harvey Weinstein. And then when he went after Brett Kavanaugh and what I refer to as a an urban legend, I started yes. to go, I started, whoa, 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 yes. whoa, 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 what's going on here? Yes. And now after I've gotten deep into this Matt Lauer thing, and when I read his two chapters on Matt Lauer, which are a freaking joke, I mean, they are a journal, they are journalistic garbage. This is page six meets Alex Jones type stuff. Okay. This is insanity what he was allowed to write. And he's allowed to do it because he's now a media darling who gets no scrutiny whatsoever. He is a dangerous man, Glenn. The, the, the idea that he is now the arbiter of, of you know, adult male-female sexual relationships uh, is just unbelievable. Uh, so, because I thought that the Kavanaugh thing was an interesting moment with Ronan Farrow because he really tried to parlay his credibility with the Weinstein thing into taking Kavanaugh out, including embracing, like, the ninth-string accusers uh, of Kavanaugh, not even the main ones. And he didn't seem like to the ones that Avenatti was like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> right. I mean, he really, he really went to the well. I thought it was the uh, the moment where he jumped the shark. Yeah, I, I I thought, and it was an eye opening moment. I agree with you, Stu, one hundred percent that that's what he tried to do. He tried to use his street cred on Weinstein to take out Kavanaugh. Now, at that point, to me, he was an activist, but that doesn't mean. You're, you're always wrong. I mean, maybe he just yeah. missed one. Maybe he just yep. missed one on that. But now that I've gotten into the details on this, uh, like it, what it, if it, you like what did you find out? Okay, from, well, from, for, from well, that? Well, well, one of the more amazing things <laughs> is that you know um, Ronan Farrow met with Matt Lauer just before publication, and Ronan Farrow acknowledged to Matt and to another person who I spoke to this other person as, as well that um, Brooke Neville's. Uh, this is this is these are Ronan Farrow's words. Uh, came to her uh, uh, conclusion that Lauer had, or quote unquote, raped her. Quote, in hindsight, in hindsight. In other words, 
after many years after it happens, after the, the firing where she never tells NBC anything uh, about a, a rape. She tells NBC about a consensual affair on company property. That's why Matt Lauer got fired. And that's there's been a lot of media smoke surrounding all of that. But people don't need they need to understand that that's how this all went down. It was in the midst of that moral panic post Weinstein. Me too. NBC needs a scout because they're being attacked on their their rejection of the uh, Ronan Farrow Weinstein story. And they decapitate Matt Lauer in 24 hours uh, for what I believe was more political purposes than anything else. The rules changed. And by the way, Lauer never even fought that. He never fought his contract being broken. He, he, he didn't do an interview about it because he felt horrible about what he had done to his family. He didn't want to fight it. He accepted responsibility for his mistakes, and he thought that was going to be the end of it. And now he's being accused of rape because, as you guys know, once the media decapitates you, now they feel like they can feed off your carcass. Oh, yeah. And, 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 so, and so this is what's happened here. Farrow is promoting what I believe in to be an activist position on, on Me Too using Matt Lauer's carcass. Well, now Matt Lauer's like, well, wait a minute. i got to fight back. And but he doesn't know how to do it because we don't live in a world where there is any sense of media fairness on this issue, especially. And and so, you know, and he's being bombarded with interview uh, requests constantly. And, of course, you know, it's perfectly logical that when that happens, you go to John Ziegler instead. Right. <laughs> which, well, I will which tell you this, John. I mean, I wouldn't go to the mainstream media. I, w- I wouldn't. I'd go to somebody like you. I'd, I'd go someplace where. The guy has a reputation of listening to the other side because I've done too many interviews and seen and Matt is, you know, Matt knows this too many interviews where the interviewer is just coming in for a ratings hit or to increase their popularity or whatever. They don't actually care to listen. They know what they're looking for. And that's the way most people are. A hundred percent on this issue. That's exactly what has happened. And as far as, you know, me assessing his credibility, let me just tell you how um, the uh, how this went down. I mean, I am the person who told Matt Lauer, I don't know what percentage, but a huge percentage of what is in Ronan Farrow's book. Because he didn't even want to read it. He's so disgusted by it. So I'm I'm getting his reaction to in real time, real time. To the allegations. Now, if, if, I, I, you, you've done a million interviews as well. That's about as 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 credible as it gets yeah. in, in determining someone's, uh, you know, whether or not their story makes sense. Because this isn't a cover story he's coming to me with. Let me tell you my version of events, and I've got X, Y, and Z all nailed down. He's literally reacting to me in real time to things he's never heard before, and has ex. Extraordinary detail, extraordinary detail in his responses. He didn't uh, sidestep any of my inquiries. I mean, you, you guys know me. I mean, we, we spent five and a half hours talking about this. We weren't talking about why the Yankees didn't make the World Series, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this, was, this was as excruciating uh, a five and a half hours as Matt Lauer could possibly have ever experienced uh, you know, verbally in his life. Uh, I mean, it, there's, it was emotional at times. Uh, it was extremely fact-based. He was as open as I could have possibly imagined. He has an incredibly compelling story. And this story goes way beyond 
Matt Lauer. Does, okay? he, does, does he have evidence uh, that he showed you at all? Are there texts that support? I tell you what, hey, before you answer that, let me take oh, okay. a quick break, right, and then I'll, we'll I'll come leave. back uh, and, uh, and get the rest of the story from John Ziegler, senior columnist at Mediate. His story is out. He spent yesterday with Matt Lauer. I knew this was, was going to happen. Knew this was going to happen because now I'm starting to go. Well, now wait a minute. He might have. This is oh, why we. Yeah, we can't book John Ziegler anymore. Yeah, because he's like a, <laughs> he's a pariah with everyone. Because you know he's like. Well, now hang on just a second. Um, and I'm glad he's doing it. I just I I like John and I wish he had a friend. Anyway, um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Real estate agents uh, I trust is uh you know let's put it this way it would have been easier for me to start a company real estate agents i don't trust uh we had to find what it takes to be a great real estate agent who the people are that have the best record in your area the ones who are actually going to call you back the ones that are actually going to sell your home or will find the right home and will listen to you on what you're looking for We've hired a lot of agents um, and thousand, uh, you know, out of the thousand agents that we have, uh, we have another 5,000 waiting that want to be uh, part of this team, uh, but we want to take everything really, really uh, carefully. Thousands of these people are from this audience, so they have the same values and the same outlook on life. If you want somebody who can help to create the most value for your home and has a long track record of success, get moving. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Talking to John Ziegler, senior columnist of Mediaite, uh, host of Individual One podcast. Uh, you can find him at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Um, he met yesterday with Matt Lauer, spent the day with Matt Lauer, and said he has a compelling case that he didn't do what everybody is saying. In fact, ro- what Rowan Farrow is uh, saying in his new book. Um, and he wants, he wants his name cleared here. So this question was when we broke. Yeah, John, did he, did he had spent five and a half hours with a guy. He gave right. a compelling personal testimony on this. Did he provide any supporting evidence? Well, yes and no. And here's part of the perfect storm. Um, there is uh, absolutely documentary evidence to um, back up uh, much of what Matt Lauer is saying. It's also important and interesting to point out, and I do this in the column, which is now out at Mediate. Uh, which we did as well. Um, uh, the oh, good. The um, it's important to point out. You know what's interesting about Ronan Farrow's book, among many problems, is that he references emails and texts that were allegedly sent to and from the people accusing Matt Lauer. Yet there's no documentation of those. And I would I would love Ronan Farrow to come up with the documentation. Uh, and I would like to know uh, whether or not some of the people that spoke to him provided their actual correspondence with Matt Lauer, because if they did, they should have been in the book 
and if they and and there's a reason why they wouldn't be because they wouldn't support his story at all. But I would ask you, Stu, to think about what happens when you get fired uh, with no notice at your job, and that I think is a path will that will lead you to understand why it is that uh, Lauer is partially uh, handicapped in responding here. Right. Uh, no and, access and so, to emails. And, 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 and so, so. Uh, there's there's a series there is a series of perfect storm situations. One of which, by the way, is um, also considered that Matt Lauer has has fairly young kids who are at very impressionable yeah, yeah. ages. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and this is also uh, hindering him knowing exactly how to tell uh, his what I believe to be very very compelling uh, counter story. I think he eventually will tell it. Uh, I don't know in what form. So, um, so, 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 John, is, does he, he admits to the, well, I got 30 seconds. He admits to the bad stuff that he did, right? She uh, fully, fully admits okay. the stupid affairs. Yep. He absolutely, positively never raped Brooke Nevels or anybody else. All this other sexual assault stuff is not credible. All right. John Ziegler, thank you so much. Freespeechbroadcasting.com. You can read his article, his day with Matt Lauer at tweeting it. And we're tweeting it now at Glenn Beck and worldofstew.com. All right. Back in a minute with Steven Crowder. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Have you ever been to Keith's house? I have, yes. Does he have like a lot of chachi stuff all around? He does have. Uh, there's there are trinkets involved. Yeah, because yes. like look at his desk and look at everywhere he goes. Oh. He's like he's like a hoarder, but of small little mm-hmm. weird things. He's basically covered in himself in post-it notes. <laughs> he really every day. has. Anyway, uh, let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Stephen Crowder is right around the corner. Um, a thousand active agents strong. Another five thousand are on a waiting list to join us. This is these are the people that are the best real estate agents that have um, a system to get your house sold. Uh, they are the best in your area. If we don't have somebody in your area that we know is the best, we don't recommend them. Um, but when you call us up or you write to us, we have somebody get back to you within usually five minutes. It's definitely within the hour saying okay here's the person that you need in your area you do an interview with them if you find that you know you believe what we believe about them and you understand that yeah they've got the best plan hire them it's realestateagentsitrust.com they're going to get your house sold fast on time and for the most amount of money realestateagentsitrust.com You know, I tweeted yesterday after I saw Steven Crowder's uh, show. Everybody here at the Blaze was watching his show yesterday because he uh, he broke some news yesterday about YouTube. And I was on my way home <clears throat> on my way home, and I tweeted, "When a comedian is doing the job of the mainstream media, that should tell you all you need to know about the mainstream media." And and getting slammed for it. He got slammed for it. I got slammed for promoting it yesterday by people on the left. And I'm like, 
do you even know what Stephen was? He was actually saying that the Democrats are getting screwed as well. Certain Democrats are getting screwed by YouTube as well. And his evidence is pretty compelling. Stephen Crowder joins us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, what's the one thing that all economists have in common? They don't know their ass from their elbow when it comes to the future. I mean, anybody anybody can guess, anybody can predict. They don't know. They don't know. The good news is, is that gold is at a six-year high right now. Uh, people are like, oh, yeah, gold is a bad event. Really? Is it? Is it? Did you hear what the central bank of, I think it was Sweden or Norway, one of those, central banks said, we should start getting into gold. The central banks around the world need to start getting back into gold for a reset is coming. Hello. Get your financial house in order. Make sure that you have something physical if a reset, God forbid, ever happens, uh, you need to be prepared. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. And now, $100 a month, you can invest in gold or silver, the bullion. And it's called their accumulation special. Ask them about it. They're going to send you some stuff on it. Just do all of your homework and your inf- you get your information. You're smart enough to figure this out on your own. Do your own homework. It's right for me and my family might be right for you. Call them right now, 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. We welcome to the program the host of Louder with Crowder, Stephen Crowder. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Uh, not good, Glenn. Not good? What you no, just you're... good. I just go well, ahead. You had me. I was listening to your advertisements, your, your sponsors, and, and wonderful. You do a great job. Thank you. I will say this, Glenn. You're probably one of the best guys I know. When I used to watch uh, on Fox, when you would use a, a prompter, and I know the scandal prompter, right? Because you're doing a full hour show. It's really hard to tell if something is written or you're off the cuff, and that's really just the, the performance artist in you. It's it's a real skill, and I envy it. But I, I'm not doing well because. Um, I was waiting here while you're doing your sponsors, and I found uh, found myself reading a BuzzFeed listicle. I guess they call them, you know, yeah, top twenty-five. Right. And yeah, I mean now now I just now I want to kill myself. Why? What is the <laughs> what is the listicle about? What did, what did you find? It doesn't matter. It's the fact that it's BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's National Awareness Day, and I just think these are these are the these are the issues that slide in between the cracks. And if we were to look at you know the, the current uh, suicide epidemic, it's a pandemic. I, I think there's some responsibility of, of BuzzFeed articles. I think BuzzFeed articles lead to mass suicide. That's a theory. I think it's a pretty good theory myself. Uh, it's why I yes. don't go to BuzzFeed. Uh, just that, try, you know what? That's the, that. That, maybe that's why no one's talking about it. Yeah, it probably has a, a. It sounds like a relatively simple solution. Yeah, I've got a listicle. Uh, number one, don't go there. <laughs> End. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Stephen, yesterday your show was really compelling, uh, and you were trending uh, on YouTube as you were t- as you were taking YouTube apart. Uh, I love this about yeah. you because they. They don't want to hide you anymore because you're just exposing them. Tell it. Tell the well, audience. Think, that, go ahead. I, I think they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, I want to make sure people understand, like with my channel and the demonetization, all that stuff is, is separate from 
from what we stumbled across, so for people who haven't found, uh, who haven't watched this video yet, it's available at YouTube, it's available at The Blaze. Listen, we were demonetized last summer. And so when that started happening, that wasn't really what concerned us. What concerned us was this all of a sudden drop off in organic reach and search. And we realized that we weren't, you know, we weren't showing up. If you type in Steven Crowder changed my mind, my stuff doesn't show up. And we told people in the audience, hundreds of thousands of people responded or sent screenshots. And some of them said we were lying, saying, no, you show up perfectly fine. We're going, why is there such a discrepancy in the search results? Well, we realized that if people were searching in the United States exclusively, my content wouldn't show up. But if they switch their VPN, you know, effectively, which is like a, a digital web kind of address to right. Germany or Spain, anywhere that's not in the U.S., it would show up. So we said, okay, let's run some more tests on this. And we just happened to be running some tests because we've been going back and forth with YouTube on Tulsi Gabbard because everyone was talking about some, you know, everyone has some suspicions that she's being kind of silenced by the DNC. And uh, what happened was immediately the night when Hillary Clinton accused um, Tulsi Gabbard of being a Russian asset, which, by the way, apparently I'm paid by the Russians to reveal this information as well. That, that was another conspiracy. Oh, that's really good. You know, Stephen, Stephen, I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, hang on just a second. I have to ask you this a side question. As a comedian, as a guy who makes a lot of money writing comedy and delivering comedy, this, this, you couldn't have even come up with the Hillary Clinton story that she is peddling now about her, the election, Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, it's beyond reason. Right. No, I mean, last week we just had a sketch with Donald Trump Twitch streaming uh, Minecraft, and it's less absurd than the current story <laughs> with Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, yeah, so, so, so what happened was, if you search Tulsi Gabbard anywhere not in the United States, her channel showed up, and videos from her channel showed up. She switched her VPN exclusively to the United States. She was nowhere to be found. And then it switched right back when she stopped trending. So effectively, she was not able to defend herself. And keep in mind, Tulsi Gabbard has a lawsuit, a pending lawsuit against Google and YouTube for shutting her out from Google ads during a debate. And you and I know this, Glenn. You have a window of opportunity with a debate, especially if you're kind of seen as a second-tier candidate and you gain some momentum, mm -hmm. and that's what's happened with Tulsi. She's mm -hmm. kind of like the left uh, Carly Fiorina. You know, she's done really well in the debates and impressed a lot of people, and then people can't find her when they search her. So this is one of those things. It was so bizarre to me. YouTube says, well, it's geographically based, and we want to best serve our audience. I would love for YouTube and Google to answer me, you, anyone, particularly their shareholders, why they think it is best serving the audience to not offer them up the channel of a sitting representative who is currently running for president of the United States, only in the United States. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, we don't know exactly what's happening, but we do know that we tested this for multiple different VPNs, and the same results came up all the time. Okay, and so really let, let, me, let, me, let me just break this down for people in, sure. in case you – one more time in case you didn't, you didn't get this. Tulsi Gabbard was trending outside of the United States where you would think the trend would be lower because why does somebody in Spain care about this? Right. You know, this thing with Tulsi Gabbard. Most Americans don't even know Tulsi Gabbard. How do the you know, how do the Spanish? Why are they? Why is she trending there? OK, not trending here until well, she, she stopped for Spanish. To, pardon me. Their defense. She has that sort of. She could be confused for Spanish. In, her, in their defense, she has that really very, uh, very appealing, generically like Abercrombie ethnic look. Where you're like, ooh, <laughs> Spanish? Is she, they're Polynesian? I will say this. 
I find her very attractive, her and Nikki Haley, very attractive. But I do have to correct you. Tulsi Gabbard was trending in the United States on Twitter and on Facebook. So she was trending even in the United States. But right. if you searched Tulsi Gabbard on YouTube, where she has a channel, by the way, you didn't find Tulsi Gabbard's content. You found other content from people uh, accusing her of, or news outlets accusing her of being a Russian outlet. So she was trending. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So her content, and that includes one of the things she was doing on her channel that was live, right? I, I, I can't confirm that she was doing something live at that moment. But again, it was her channel wasn't showing up, nor videos from her channel. So she was trending. And then if, you're on, if you go onto YouTube from any country that's not the United States, and you search Tulsi Gabbard, boom, Tulsi Gabbard's direct uh, channel and videos show up. The only place where it was like a ghost, she didn't show up at all, was the United States. Do we have any idea yet of what their defense is of, of this, Stephen? Well, you know, in, in our case, we stumbled across it because they've been doing this with Change My Mind. Like, I don't know why if you type in Stephen Crowder, Change My Mind, someone, I don't know why YouTube would serve them, you know, a rebuttal video from an atheist with two subscribers saying that I work for the Russians, but that's what happened. <laughs> um, usually when we talk with YouTube, they offer three defenses, right? It's an algorithm. Okay. Well, an algorithm is created by a person, right? And here's the thing. We've talked with YouTube quite a bit. And they actually switched our channel recently to whatever it's called, like an official verified preferred channel, when we complained. So someone flipped the switch so that our channel shows up now, which means it's not an algorithm. We are mm-hmm. in a unique position to prove and say, no, 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 no. We spoke with high ups at YouTube. They fixed our channel. So that would be one defense that's not true, that it's just an algorithm. Another ultimately is someone who makes this call. Sure. Then they can say, well, the algorithms are geographically based to best serve an audience again. How does it best serve the American audience for them to exclusively not find someone running for president of the United States? Right. And they might try and say, well, it's just some lower level employee. But I've got to imagine, because my name is, I mean, they've, they've been watching our, our Narcos parody and our, our, our transgender breastfeeding Hitler sketches at YouTube headquarters because they've talked with us about it. They've talked with us about these sketches, which to me is hysterical that in, in, in Palo Alto they're watching a lot of what's of content. I can just imagine the counseling that has to take place. <laughs> I've got to imagine that the management of a channel of a sitting presidential candidate who is currently suing the company wouldn't be passed off to some patsy for the higher-up. And while we're talking about preferred channel status, because that's a new change YouTube has made, shouldn't all people running for president of the united states right now shouldn't there be a meeting that all of them have official verified channel status why would tulsi gabbard not so they can make those arguments i don't think it passes the sniff test and i don't think it passes the common sense test most people will go well of course i assume that if google who by the way control 90 percent of the search market globally google if you we talk about you know the example i use is if jfk were not able to get on NBC, ABC, CBS back in the day. If they blacklisted him, he would have never been the candidate. He would have never been president. Well, Google has at least that much power, much more globally, and they're in more households and used by more Americans than all TV networks combined. And if they are not acting truthfully, or at least most Americans would assume, well, if I'm going onto Google or if I'm going to YouTube, I just like Tulsi Gabbard and debate. I want to see what she has to say. I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever assume that YouTube would be preventing them from seeing Tulsi Gabbard's content. But that's the, that's the problem. With, there's, there's a bias by uh, proactive lies, which we see, but mm-hmm. this is far more subversive because people never know it. And, and, and that really, really worries me. This is the most powerful company in the history of the world. And I mean that. I mean that. You go to the Western India trading company, you can look at the English Empire. 
No one has the influence over the delivery of information right now that Google, YouTube have. Maybe if you add up Facebook, Twitter, and all I, of them tend to be lean significantly less. I will tell yeah. you, Stephen, that this is the first time I've said this uh, recently a couple of times, and uh, and I and and maybe somebody can correct me on this, but this is the first time that I think that our founders just couldn't even imagine. And, you know, it's not like they could imagine that we weren't, you know, we're going to go to the moon or something like that. I mean that when they're putting the Constitution together, they couldn't imagine that people in power in the government would cede their power to each other and then to a corporation. And a corporation would be bigger than any government and possibly right. all governments of the world. They just would have never seen that. Right. And, and like you said, I don't want to go down that slippery slope of, you know, people say, well, the First Amendment doesn't apply to iPhones. No, it applies to everything. But in this case, it's a little different because YouTube and Google, by the way, have hosted political debates. People send in their questions via YouTube. They have chosen to engage in the political sphere right now. And they have come out and said, we are a public platform. They are not a publisher. But if they are creating algorithms or if someone is manually removing search results from a current presidential candidate, that is not acting like a platform. That is acting like a publisher. What we need is transparency. What we need are answers. And I'm going to be really clear. I can't stand most of Tulsi Gabbard's policies. I, you know, and when people say, well, she's one of the more reasonable ones, that's because she's the only current Democratic candidate who said there should be some cutoff for abortion. And it was 28 weeks. That's seven months. So she says, let's stop abortion after seven months. How about that? And they go, Russia, 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 Russian plant. So it's odd to me that Google and these tech companies like Tulsi Gabbard isn't far left enough. It's, it, it's, it's mind boggling. And I, I, I think it's super important because, listen, I think Donald Trump's going to win. And, of course, I don't want Tulsi Gabbard to be president. Of course, I don't want Bernie Sanders to be president. But I want it to be an honest win. I want the Democrats to still get the candidate that they've chosen, right? Donald Trump was not supported by donors. That's a great example. How did Donald Trump become president? People wanted him, and he was using new media, social media, right? It wasn't, if, you could, if you were to compare the power that's wielded from big money, be it the Koch brothers or big oil, to Google and big tech, it's not even close, close. because we have a president who did not have the backing of that big money. Yeah. He had his own mediums on new media, and, that, and they've come out and said, we didn't do anything to stop Donald Trump, and now it looks like they're trying to stop Tulsi Gabbard. I can't say it one, with 100% fact, but I can absolutely say that when this was trending, if you search Tulsi Gabbard on YouTube, you did not get Tulsi Gabbard. And that is either an oversight, there's such complete ineptitude that they cannot be running 90% of search information, there needs to be more transparency, or they need to answer for something more sinister going on. Stephen Crowder from uh, from Louder with Crowder. You can uh, sign up, follow him on YouTube, uh, and uh, you can find him at louderwithcrowder.com. Also, he is a member of The Blaze, where you can see the show he's talking about, either on YouTube or if you're a member of The Blaze, it's also on blazetv.com. Stephen, thank you so much. Talk to you again. The way cyber criminals can go after your information, the list grows longer and longer and longer every day. Cybercrime has evolved and it's going to continue to evolve. So it only stands reason that companies committed to maintaining your security against cybercrime would evolve right alongside it. 
This is where Norton comes in. They go above and beyond the call of duty. We have talked about Norton for years. They've been, you know, protecting you from virus and everything else. Uh, then we talked to you about VPN and the benefits that come with it. That's how Stephen found this with uh, with YouTube. They are securing your Wi-Fi connection. But now there's Norton 360. With Norton 360, you get the VPN I've been talking about, plus real-time security for all of your devices, plus a password manager to securely manage all of your logins and passwords, and a lot more. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is there day and night. Get up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's 50% off now at Norton.com slash Beck. We, we pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Hey, Stu, could we talk a little bit here about uh, Shaq? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I, I don't know enough about Just bring me up to speed on Shaq. Good guy, bad guy? Uh, well, I mean, it seems to be a relatively good guy. Right. Uh, okay. He was, of course, a, you know, he's a Hall of Fame level center yeah. uh, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, he has turned into a big... You know, he's he's got a huge persona as an announcer now, a oh. million commercials. He's he's also known kind of uh, from conservatives of he embraced police really, really hard. He actually okay. was a I want to say a deputy or something. He actually served, you know, and, and as a police officer while he was in the NBA at times. Uh, and he's occasionally uh, seemingly okay. sane. OK, so seemingly sane, uh, you know, now a TV announcer and was the tallest guy on the basketball team. Yeah, there you go right because he was in the center and it's like pictures that's, yeah, that's the, exactly what i said the tallest yes. one in the center mm-hmm. okay so um <laughs> yesterday here's what he said about china i want you to listen to him this is amazing we as american people we do a lot of business in china and they know and understand our values and we understand their values and one of our best values here in america is free speech we're allowed to say what we want to say and we're allowed to speak up about injustices and that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something that they have to deal with. But, you know, I just think thought it was unfortunate for, you know, both parties. And then you got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But, you know, Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say that's not right. And that's what he did. That's quite amazing, especially, uh, you know, b- before a, an NBA game. You know, the NBA just wants this to go away. They've been seriously hurt um, through sanctions in China for all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for Shaq to come on and say that prior to NBA, you know, the NBA was like, oh, come on, sh- please shut up. They want it to go away. I think I you love know, this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I your only interest in sports is the stuff that surrounds sports. And the same way I don't want, because I, I completely agree that the kneeling on the field thing in the NFL was, uh, you know, misguided, right? The facts are not on the side of the police being these horrible people mm-hmm. and America being this mm-hmm. awful place. That being said, I don't want every time I turn the freaking football game on to be hearing both sides of that story, or even if my side's winning, 
here, you know, with China, there is a level of like, yes, this should be covered. It turned into a big story. It should be covered. I hope that every time I turn on an NBA game this season, I don't have to hear about it constantly. I can't like, relate uh, to that, but I can understand it. Yeah, um, you go there for to escape this nonsense. Right. But I'm, I'm glad Shaq, look, he's, he stood up and he was one of the few brave people associated with the NBA to say, you know what? China kind of sucks on this stuff, and we should not be afraid to say it. I think one of the reasons why it's great to be here is we we can say it. And Maury was right initially, at least. I I, I, I think this is. I mean, I understand, it, but this one is almost beyond politics. Sure, this one goes to who we are fundamentally. Yeah, no, you I, know? I'm with you. I hate it when it becomes you know about politics, but. This thing really is about. Wait a minute. This is basic right and wrong. You know, uh, they're trying to. They, they've already said that these people are dead. I mean, I think we should stand up for them. I don't think that's a bad thing. And if you don't like it, tough beans. This is the Glenbeck program. In real life, gunfights and robberies are not like the movies. In real life, eighty percent of shots fired in self-defense. Miss their targets, even when fired by a trained gun handler. That's crazy. What does that tell you? Sixty percent of the uh, the time when an assault victim is violently ambushed, the average attack lasts three seconds. Okay, so now if you're John Wick, you know, or Tom Cruise, great. For the rest of us, that means you better really be trained. You have to you have to have a concrete self-defense plan in place. You have to train. You have to practice. I want to talk to you about the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. You're going to get instant access to industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection. They have thousands of hours of life-saving resources from the USCCA's award-winning self-defense team right at your fingertips. And right now they want to give you a free gun, 17 free guns every day this month. Just text the word GLEN to the number 87222. Claim your free entries and brush up on your defense. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code GLEN, get 10 bucks off. Coming up, we're going to tell you about a new way to understand what's going on in Ukraine. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we want you to uh, come to our M1 ball, and you can do that virtually this year for the first time. Uh, we'll take you to the ball, and you'll see everything that is happening online. It's free. Just go to mercuryone.org slash M1 ball. Uh, I am going to be the uh, host along with my wife, uh, Tanya, um, and it's it's lots of fun. It's lots of fun. Join us. Great things to eat and, and uh, do, and it, it's for a good cause. It uh, goes to benefit uh, Mercury One, which is disaster relief and the Nazarene Fund and all of that. Make sure you join us, mercuryone.org slash M1ball. You can get your tickets now and also find out how to join us virtually and some other things you can do to get involved. Mercuryone.org slash M1ball. It happens this Saturday. Okay. Uh, Are you... Um, do you think... And this is uh, something that's up on, I think, Glenbeck.com now. 
the new the sort of interactive chalkboard yeah. that's been put together. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of the easiest way for people to understand all the stuff going on with the impeachment? So there's a new there's a so so two things on this. Uh, the chalkboard that we have released two weeks ago um, has been by far the biggest thing that we've ever done. I, I can't remember how many millions of people have watched it in two weeks. Um, and the chalkboard, if you understand what I put on the chalkboard, you understand that this impeachment thing is is completely bogus. I think it's to kick dirt over the tracks that the Obama administration left all over the Ukraine. Um, Joe Biden is a part of it, but it's a smaller part of it. So what we did is we put the chalkboard together uh, and we put it up on glenbeck.com to where you can go and you can, you know, run the mouse over anything on the chalkboard and it goes to the, you click on it and it goes to that section. There's probably a little video uh, on that section, uh, but there's all the documentation. Last night I was playing with it and uh, there's some documents in there that I hadn't fully read that are just mind blowing, just absolutely mind blowing. Um, and some of the things that the press is now saying our special next week is how is the press dismissing all of this? And it started with something that you can find now at glenbeck.com in that chalkboard. Um, it started with something where they said, no, he, 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 he went back on that. He, he took that back that he said that never happened. One of the sources in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a big source. Yeah, and it would. It, when I heard the argument from the left that they had withdrawn this piece of evidence yeah, and backtracked it, back. it, I thought yeah, that's pretty compelling. I mean, it sounds like what, yeah. I mean, what's the and truth? They, and they say it with a surety. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's not true. It's absolutely not true. And we have the sworn statement saying it's not true. But on the special, you will see. How the press did this, yeah. what they did to manipulate this and what they're doing every single day and how they're manipulating things. And when you see them, because they'll say they'll say it, this is a conspiracy theory that's been debunked, that's been walked back. That's not true. Well, we looked at the media and looked at everything that they were saying and said, let's find out if that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not. And it's so shady the way they're doing it. Yeah, the most important part of it, I think, is the essentially the architecture of what they're doing. The, look at the blueprint, and you can, fi- you can find exactly what they're saying, why they're saying it, how they're kind of manipulating what actually occurred, and you kind of show step by step. And it's, an, it's not only interesting because of the evidence as it ties to impeachment in Ukraine and all of this, it's also just interesting to learn what the media does with these things. Mm-hmm. They know everyone's not going to go and dig into Ukrainian news sources and get the sworn testament testimony of you know court cases oh. in Kiev. Wait until you that's see. Not, wait that's wait not until something you that's going to happen. Wait until you see what we have next week. Uh, okay, so this at glenbeck.com right now is the chalkboard and it's an interactive chalkboard. And so you just Put your mouse over any point on that chalkboard and click, and it will take you to that story and fully explain whatever it is on the chalkboard. 
uh, and it gives you all of the evidence. And I urge you, read it. It's phenomenal. We are now working on, we put this out, we're working on the next phase of this, and we're going to be releasing uh, all of the information next Wednesday, a week from today. Is today Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, A week from today, we're going to have another special on Blaze TV, and it's an update, and we're going to be exposing the media, but we're also going to be telling you the media and the Democratic story, because... If you don't know what the prosecution is, you can't win. You have to know what the case is from the prosecution. And when we started looking into it, and I said to the researchers, let the chips fall where they may. If it's, if it's shown that Donald Trump did something or Rudy Giuliani did something, show it. Let the chips fall where they may. If they're dirty, they got to go to jail or they've got to do whatever. You know, They have to receive the same fair punishment as i'm saying that the democrats should get Mm -hmm. in ukraine i don't care who's dirty i just want them out uh and when you look at their case oh my gosh there are some disturbing things in there but when you actually look at the case and you dis you uh disconnect it from the past it works when you connect it to what we laid out on the chalkboard last time, it it really falls apart. It really falls apart. And that's why they have to just continue to say it's a conspiracy theory. And it's why you must understand not only the past, what we did a couple of weeks ago, that you can find now at glenbeck.com in a whole different form. Just look for the chalkboard. It's interactive. Uh, you have to understand that. You have to understand how the media is lying about this. And I mean lying. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, And you have to understand that and be able to debunk that. We'll give you all of that, those tools next week. And then you have to understand what the prosecution is saying. What are the Democrats? What is their story? And we have a compelling show next week. Yeah, I mean, look, there are two sides to this. I think one of the things we've seen with the media is they're all over the Trump side of it. Like, they, they're going to have no problem spending tons of resources and tons of time on trying to prove that Donald Trump is the worst person on earth. On the other side of that, nobody's looking. It's just like, oh, well, the Joe Biden thing and, and, and Burisma and all this has all been debunked. Here's why Trump is important. Well, let's look at the other side of that. It's not just Biden. Biden's a small part of this uh, much larger storyline. But it is an important thing to to have people actually focusing on because the media is just not doing it. And it's not enough to say there was no quo in the quid. Quid pro quo. There's quid. No, there was no quo. That's not that's not enough. And it's not enough. I mean, when I know the facts and I can listen to the news and I hear them talk about somebody and they say, well, this uh, this has been retracted and uh, that's not really the story. Even I go, wait a minute, did we get it wrong? Because it's compelling. And and uh, you just tend to when you're hearing it from all over you tend to go, well, it must just be me or it must have been wrong or I must have misread that or I miss. No, no, you have to know how the media is working this. And you also must know their case because what's happening is 
It's got so many players and so many people without a chalkboard, without somebody who's really laying it out for you. You're never going to be able to understand it. And this one, you have to understand if you if you want justice to be done. And that may mean that Donald Trump is not impeached or he's impeached, but not convicted. Uh, It may mean that the Democrats are exposed for what they are. It may mean that the Democrats and the Republicans are exposed. Whatever, if you're looking for the truth, you have to understand it because there's no one that's going to defend it unless you're saying it, unless you're correcting it. There's no one else that's going to do it. And I'll say we've had a lot of messages of people saying, hey, thank you, Glenn, for looking into this. No one's looking into this. And I, what I always say to them is never thank Glenn for anything. Uh, the people who need to be thanked are the people who are members to uh, Blaze TV. Yes. Because, you know, Glenn's got a lot of ideas, <laughs> a lot of things he wants to investigate. <laughs> uh, and none of that is possible resource-wise without people subscribing to blazetv.com. The promo code is Glenn, as I've said a million times. and it's it's But it's worth your subscription. If you think the media is not looking into this side of it, we have to have media sources that can do this um, and the best way to do that is a sub- is this subscription thing that we've put together. Why? Because you just listened to Stephen Crowder last hour. When you can get an investigation that has a huge reach and, and uncovers all sorts of things, if people search YouTube for it and it doesn't show up, what do you got? You have to be able to, to, to not only do the research, but also have a place where you know that information is going to be safe and not you know, throttled or edited. And that's why, you know, blazetv.com is, is, is something we talk about often because this stuff can't happen without it. It really can't. We couldn't afford to do it and uh, we couldn't um, get it out if it wasn't for you. So join us, will you? Become a team member now at blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You're going to save 10%. Put it on your calendar now. Do not miss it. It's a week from tonight. It is part two, if you're Mitt Romney, part two for the rest of us, um, uh, of Ukraine and what is happening. This time we focus on the media and the story that the media and the Democrats are trying to weave. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Dawn. She is, uh, she's been a hairstylist for 25 years, uh, and uh, she's starting to deal with just constant pain in her hands and her feet and her back. She was desperate to take the pain away because she, you know, she didn't want to live the rest of her life like that. Well, within a few weeks of taking Relief Factor, she says, and I quote, all of her pain, every bit of it was gone. She says she uh, uh, she's still taking relief factor, even though it's gone. The pain is gone. She said, because the more I take of not, you know, not over, you know, taking what's on the directions, but just (laughs) the longer I take it, the better I feel. You know what? I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think that's actually true because I take it three times a day as well. It is directed. I've been taking it now um, coming up on two years and it's totally changed my life. It might work for you. 70% of the people it works for. Are you part of that 70%? Could your life change? Could you get your life back? Can you get rid of all this pain? 
Just try it. It's Relief Factor, a natural way to ease your pain. Drug-free, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, America, I just have to have a just a frank conversation. Mm-hmm. Just a frank conversation. I just an, it's an honest question. When did we decide that the word threesome <gasps> was out mm-hmm. and it's now a throuple? A throuple? Mm-hmm. A three-person couple? A throuple? Mm-hmm. A throuple. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, threesome. When, that's you pervert. You weirdo. Right. Throuple, totally natural. That's what you need to understand. When, when did this word come into being? I, I missed the memo. You did. Yeah, well, yesterday it was thruple everywhere, and I'm like, what? what, what well, threesome what? is just some weird sexual act. Uh, thruple love is involved. Uh, it's, a, you're, it's an actual relationship. Okay. And it involves a representative, Katie Hill, a Democrat who uh, is uh, who won in a uh, purple district in La- of Los Angeles in a mm-hmm. relatively close election. Mm-hmm. She is a, an out bisexual and has been accused by her husband, who she's currently divorcing of having an affair with another man. So that is one affair accused. She denies that affair. There is another uh, situation, the thruple situation, which seems to be between Katie Hill, the representative, along with her husband or slash ex-husband, and a female staffer. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not much evidence other than uh, pages of text messages <laughs> and a photo of Katie right. Hill naked while brushing the hair of of this female what are, uh, what are you saying but like that? look I, I mean look i How brush people's it, hair naked all the time all at work time. and it's that just, just happened to me yesterday yeah, at 7-eleven i mean it's like to, to say that that's indica- <laughs> indicates some sexual relationship right. i don't even strange. know what you're talking about i mean maybe it's it was weird. hot you know right. I mean, it happens right and i don't mean hot in a sick sick way right, right? no 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 yeah no no this I is mean, just a very hot in california exactly it's, so uh and as we know Sometimes the heat turns up, hair gets frizzy, needs mm. to be brushed. Who's the nearest right. person? That naked lady right there. <laughs> right. She's going to brush it for she me. She was there with a brush. It's what happens. She was, uh, yeah, anyway. She's uh, denying so- this, by the way. She's saying she just can't believe these attacks are coming after her, which is interesting. I, mean, I Like, she, of course, has come up with this uh, way of not explaining the naked photo, mm-hmm. which is, I, these were posted against my permission. And I am in an investigation now on them, and of course I can't comment on those photos because sure. of because of the investigation, obviously. Right. That she's the, doing. They're being investigated. She says she sent them to Capitol Hill Police. And, ah. and look, and you know, naked photos of you should not be posted on the internet without Correct. Your permission. Correct. Um, however, uh, the Democrats never seem to have a problem with when it's a Republican is right. happening to. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and I would like to see what exactly the reaction would be. If, let's say, a Ted Cruz or a Mitt Romney or mm. a Donald Trump had a photo mm. of them naked uh, brushing the brushing hair, the of, hair of a guy. young staffer. Yeah. What would be the reaction right. from the media on <laughs> right. something like that? Yeah, I think it would be uh, me 
as well. No, me, uh, Karen. Me, uh, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Yes, me, too. too. me too. Yeah. And now this is only trending because she's now, she shuts down critics with her uh, denial of affairs. Right. It's like shutting down critics. There's photos. <laughs> what, what are you can see. Are, I mean, maybe they're critical of the photo and you think it's a nice one. Yeah, there's more to this story we'll have to get to tomorrow. More to this story. She says her husband was abusive. Uh, except text messages uh, show the opposite. Is the Glenn Beck program.